Hi everybody, welcome. So today I have with me George Siegel and he is here to talk with us about his film Licensed to Parent, which is an award-winning documentary film. Very excited to have him on and he's also going to talk about his uh, nonprofit that he has started, Move the World Films, Inc. And so welcome George, so happy to have you. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm always happy to be able to talk about this project that, that's so important to me. So I thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So yeah, tell us about this project and tell us about you know what it is that your passion behind it. Well, about three years ago, first of all, I have five kids. So I'm not telling you I'm a good parent. I'm not telling you I'm a bad parent, but I'm a parent. Right. And so I'm concerned about parenting, and I'm frustrated by all the stories you see on the news of horrible things that parents that probably shouldn't have ever been parents have done to children. And so I said, you know, let's make a documentary film about this and let's pick a provocative title that will get people's attention because the first thing people get mad at me about when they want, want to discuss it is you can't license parents. Right. You know, you can't do that. And I said, look, if I call the movie, hey, let's all be good parents, who's going to pay attention to that? <laughs> so I came up with a name that I thought would attract attention. And the idea behind that is, if you think about it, we need a license to drive a car, fish, go hunting, open a business, run a restaurant. I'm sure about anything you need a license for. Yet the most important job in the world, which is parenting, anybody can do it. Right. And that lack of uh, regard for such a, uh, an important job leads to a lot of people that end up being parents that maybe they really didn't think out that decision too much and maybe aren't doing the job as well as they could. And so... Ultimately, the goal is we can't tell somebody not to be a parent, and having to take children away from a parent is a horrible thing. You just hear horrible stories about that. So why not help parents be better at their job? Why not educate and support parents so they can do the best that they can for their children? And absolutely. that's what our objective is. Fantastic. Well, and I absolutely agree. My sister and I talk about that. You know, we, we're both writing books, and... Um, we, you and I met through ACES Connection, which is Adverse Childhood Experiences, and um, it, we, we say, you know, we don't blame our parents for things that, that went horribly wrong in our childhood. We just, we know they were extremely naive and, and just very uneducated as far as how to be a parent, you know, how to be a mom, how to be a dad. There were some things they did phenomenally, but some other things that, um, yeah, we, we wish they'd <laughs> They had known, um, so yeah, that's a it, it, well, and I think the work you're doing is phenomenal. So, how did you get started in it, and what what uh, fired you up to um, do a film? Well, you know, like I said, the the, the the horrible stories in the news, and at the time I made the film, I lived in, in San Antonio, Texas, and there were just horrific stories of of bad parenting. And I said, okay, how can we piece together uh, a film that will show people how important a job parenting is, what are some of the problems that bad parenting leads to, and then what are solutions to solve the problem. And it's interesting, one of the things we found out in, in, in doing the film, a lot of experts hate the term bad parent. A, a, a lot of parenting experts will tell you there are no bad parents. They believe their parents, everybody has good intentions, they're just not able to do it properly. They just don't have the right skill set to, to be parents. And so it's, well, how do you connect those things? How do you... Like, for example, in Minnesota, uh, Minnesota has a statewide wide parenting education program. Any parent can take parenting classes in Minnesota. 
Um, and if you're if you're wealthy and wanted to take them, they want you to, to contribute something. But if you aren't able to afford it, they don't turn you away. And they have over forty thousand parents wow. that are in this program, learning how to be better at the job of parenting. I mean, that's fantastic. Yes. And and so my thought is, why doesn't every state have that? Why aren't we doing more on a national level without the government getting majorly involved in this? This can all be done without having to pass you know, legislation and everything. But why aren't we offering this? Why aren't there more parenting classes? Why aren't there um, more options? And then also equal to that, are people getting enough information before they even decide to have a child? When you talked about how your parents were, I know how my parents were, chances are it, it goes back generations. A grandfather to a father to a son. You, you raise your kids in a way, a lot of times, the way you were raised yourself. So Absolutely. how do you break that cycle of parenting that might be the problem to begin with? How do you correct that behavior so parents do better? And that's all part of the challenge. And I, I hope our film at least increases the conversation about this subject and motivates people to try to get parenting classes in their state. They want to have options for parents who want to be good at their job. Now there's a, a trailer on your website, right? Um, yes. And yeah, powerful. And so what, what is your website? I want to throw it out early so people get a chance and then I don't forget to, uh, to, <laughs> to bring it up. Sure. It, it, it's licensedtoparentmovie.com. So license, like driver's license, license to parents, T-O-P-A-R-E-N-T, movie.com. And when you go there, you can watch the trailer, you can sign up for our newsletter, and we're going to let people know how they can see the film. I'm trying to get it on the air, to get it distributed, we're working on that, and eventually it's just going to be streamed online so everybody can see it, because I want this film to be something that um, everybody takes a look at and thinks about and, and contributes to make this situation better, because we can improve it, people just have to want to do it. Exactly. And now you have a background in... Um and TV production, correct? Yeah, I, I actually started in front of the camera for 14 years. I did. I was a weatherman, I was a sportscaster, I was an anchorman, a morning anchor, okay. uh, producer, did all kinds of stuff. And then in 2001, I started my own video production company because I got sick of TV news, or, or maybe TV news got sick of me, but <laughs> um, I decided to do something where I had a little more control of my destiny. And I like telling stories and if, if they can help people along the way, that's even better. You know, it's, uh, to, to be able to accomplish something is, is, a, is a terrific feeling. Oh, so yeah, cool. to have this final product. I mean, how I mean, that's just super cool. So how, do, how did you get people on board to talk about this subject? Because like you said, it is, it is you know, controversial when you, when you talk about, you know, it, are you a good parent or, or not? Um, yeah, so how did you go about getting people on board? Well, the, the places that are offering parent education were very welcoming to us. I was a little more surprised that CPS was so welcoming to us. We, we talked to them in San Antonio, and um, Child Protective Services is, was great. And then um, the, 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 there's a judge in Bear County, which is uh, a, a big area around San Antonio, who has to take a lot of children away and put them in foster care. And we were fortunate enough to get an interview with him. We got the district attorney to talk to us. Um, and I think they knew that our objective was not to slam them for the job that they were doing, but rather, let's see how we can do this better. 
You know, it's not about assigning blame. It's more about coming up with solutions. We could point fingers all the time. Right. That doesn't fix many problems. No, I love um, I love that philosophy, and that's and it's beautiful. Yes, exactly. Because then you don't have anybody on the defensive on either side. You've, you've got a meet in the middle mentality. And everybody's defensive right now. This is a time in, in, in history where no matter what the subject, two people have a difficult time having a conversation about just about anything. Yes. And I think if there's one thing we can find common ground on, at least we should among parents, is that we care about our children and we want what's best for them. Right. So if you and I don't agree on anything but we both have children, I'm sure we can find common ground about that. And what's the best thing for them? What's going to allow them to grow up and thrive in a really messed up environment? How do we make that better for them? And, um, you know, that's all, that's all a challenge to do that because people are so defensive. If you question somebody's parenting, wow, they go off. The oh, gosh, I know. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Well, and when you were talking just a minute ago, I, remember, I, I know I've heard um, there's a, um, like a pregnancy help center here local in our area, and one of the things that I think is so cool is that they offer parenting classes for, you know, someone who's come in and, um, you know, pregnant, scared, and not sure how they're going to go about, you know, raising a child if they decide to go that route. And so um, they'll give them, like, credits to then purchase donated, you know, cribs and car seats and diapers and clothes. And so I think what a cool thing to be able to then take someone who's not sure that they're ready to be a parent and at least offer them these courses to help them um, and then, you know, uh, reward them with with something. I mean, again, any way that helps direct people to better understanding the job of what parenting is all about. Absolutely. And one of the ideas, I was just, I have a podcast and I just did an interview with a uh, constitutional law professor who was in our film. Um, and one of the things that I threw an idea by him just to get his thoughts on it was, what about a parenting pledge? What if we had a program where everybody that was having a child just agreed to take this parenting pledge that laid out certain principles and guidelines for how they might want to consider being a parent. It's not telling them what to do. It's not threatening them with any punishment. It's just saying, I acknowledge there, it's almost like a consent when you do anything online or anything that you sign up for. You have to read this 20 page document that basically says they can do anything they want with you. I'm talking about more of a one page thing that you just, you and your spouse or partner sign and you say, yeah, we're aware of this. This is a lifelong commitment. This isn't an 18-year job, and we can sort of do it when we have time. This is a full-time job. We're taking it on. These are the responsibilities we're going to stay on top of, and we pledge to do our best at this job. I think that would be a very interesting thing to try to get make popular. Oh, sure. Uh, and, and just what popped into my head was, you know, nowadays – there's so many cool online courses that people can sign up for as well. And you could almost do like an online course that people could go through, particularly if there were courses like you could, you could choose, um, you know, if you're struggling with, with a teenager or, you know, wh whatever it is, um, you know, schooling. And that people could go in and, um, you know, take a course on it and, and kind of go through and, and learn things from professionals. Um, that would be a, that's a cool option as well. Yeah, I love. Yeah, it. absolutely. And we're we're in an age where ignorance is not a good excuse for anything because you can just if you have a phone and it's a, you have it Wi-Fi, you can 
find anything. Oh, right? sure. You can find anything online. Right. And it's weeding it out, what's good advice versus bad advice, but there's certainly no excuse for saying I didn't know what to do at all because, you you know, my kids all the time say to me, hey, Dad, they'll ask me some question, and I'll say, gee, I wish there was a way you could <laughs> punch that in on a computer and look up and find a hundred different answers for that question that probably are a lot more informed than mine. Right. Hey, Dad, there is. I have a computer. I have an iPad. Wow. So, there you go. <laughs> That's yeah. great. I'm like those Dewey Decimal System days of pulling that drawer out at the library. Yeah. You don't have to get up out of your seat. Just look it up. Oh, it's awesome. I love it. Well, I know, you know, when you're talking about the, the whole contract thing, when my, when my, I have three kids and my older boys who are now 24 and 22, but when they were teenagers and first getting their license, we made them sign a contract. I mean, it was a little, again, one page little document. We hung it on the refrigerator about what it meant for them to have this privilege of having a driver's license and being able mm -hmm. to drive cars. And, um, you know, we'd be sure to point those things out, um, you know, as they were hanging on the fridge. Make sure you're wearing that seatbelt. You know, you committed to these things. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a great point of reference. And so one parent can say to the other, hey, look at number seven on there where it says, I acknowledge that I will spend time with my child every day talking about what's going on in school. What, you know, it keeps you on point. If something was helping you stay more focused and be good at your job, that's why, you know, it, it, it always amazes me when a parent, it, it, when you have a suggestion or, or, or something will be brought up about their child and they go off the deep end and they go, how dare you? Well, how open-minded is that person? If somebody came up to me and said something about my children, I'm gonna at least listen. I'm going to at least go, wow, maybe that, that, that's a good point. Maybe my son is doing this. You know, be open-minded. Try to approach it like you would anything else and, and not assume you're perfect at it. It's a learn-on-the-job thing, and you're going to try to evolve and be better at it and learn from every instance. And I don't think people all always accept that. They're, they can be defensive. And it's, I think a pledge would focus you on, hey, these are our objectives. Am I on point on this, or am I straying and just not really doing the best that I can? Right. No, I love the idea of a pledge. I, I, I mean, again, as you said, is particularly with co-parenting, um, and even with, you know, even if you have parents that are split, you could have something along those lines just to, not, not necessarily to keep each other in check, but just as a way to say, hey, you know, we're going to make our kids first and foremost. Um, you know, they're, they're the most important thing here. Um, yeah, and, and that's tough to do. That's tough to do when you're going through some of the, the problems that a separation and a divorce can, can lead to. And I think that that would be a great focus because if you both signed it, you obviously agreed on something, right? You may agree right. on nothing else. Right. And you hate each other and there's nothing else you can do. But, hey, we both signed this and we agreed to points one through ten. Let's stay on that. Exactly. That might be a great thing for a couple that can't agree on anything. Right. To at least then bring it to their attention, you know, that, hey, we know you're going through a struggle. We know you're. this is tough, you know, the, the ending of a relationship or transitioning a relationship. But, you know, bring the focus back in on the kids and the impact on them. So, yeah, very cool. And one of the things that I find interesting is when you're, if you, if you ever had the misfortune of being divorced, before they let you in Texas, your divorce is finalized, they make you watch a video. But they make you watch it right before that they'll sign the divorce decree. So all those months you were fighting and arguing over stupid stuff, and your kids were 
experiencing that. You didn't see this video. <laughs> and then right at the very right end, the... it's like, oh, I should have been doing this. Right. You know, we don't, <laughs> we don't think in advance of, well, let's see, how can we make this better for the children? I think that's just, it's just a misguided uh, effort. You know, you try to do something good, we're going to make this video, but then at the end, you're showing it too late. Right. And that's the thing with a lot of issues with parenting. You know, when, by the time social services or CPS gets involved, the child's already damaged. So right. we need to do things preemptively to avoid that happening, not wait till it happens and then go, okay, let's see how we pick up the pieces. It's just totally backwards. Yes, I could, oh, I could not agree more, which is that whole ACEs, you know, the adverse childhood experiences. You know, you're on the prevention end, which is the direction so many people are leaning is how do we prevent these things from ever happening so that we, you're right, we don't then have to pick up the pieces and figure out how to help this traumatized child. Yeah, yes. instead of standing at the door passing out Band-Aids, let's go into the room and figure out how we can keep you from falling down as much. Let's let's try mm -hmm. to do something so we go, you know, there's certain things that you bump your head, you'll learn that way. But there's other things you don't have to. Just learning some good skills and common sense can make a huge difference and help your children. Sure, sure. One of the most powerful scenes, and it just popped into my mind as you were talking um, on the trailer, you know, where the, was the parent, it was a, the child's face was blocked out, you know, and couldn't see the child's face, but the mother, um, you know, had a cigarette in her mouth, and just, just the, the, the actions she was taking towards this child, um, you know, almost in a taunting, um, abusive kind of way, and it just, it so struck me, because my heart broke for this child, but I also thought, where, what, what happened in this mother's life to, um, create this mentality for her to do this to her child and so yeah when you're able to go in and help not just the child but the, the but the parents I mean that's just huge the impact that it will then have on the family as a whole yeah and break that cycle chances are that woman her mother probably did that to her or an aunt or somebody you have to it's learned behavior you experienced it somewhere and maybe you think that's the right way to do it. Um, so, yeah, if you can do something to prevent that from happening. I mean, you know, think about all the, before we knew cigarettes were bad, my parents, my mom used to smoke in the car with the windows closed. Right, um, right. You know, if that wasn't being a bad parent, she, they did, we were ignorant, right? People right. didn't know that that was going to kill you. Right. Um, so I think by giving people information, by trying to help them and be a support, things like that would happen far less often. There's always going to be extremes but you want to try to get the ones that, that you can get. Right. Very cool. So your message, um, obviously, you know, when I, one of the questions I had sent you was, um, you know, if you could reach as many people in the world with your message, who would it be? It's, you know, obviously parents. Um, is there anybody else that you think, you know, you know, like government leaders, who else is, is on your list of people to reach? You know, it's really a bad, uh, it's a bad pitch for fundraising because you say our target audience is everybody, but this is such a broad subject that it truly is everybody. It, it could be a grandmother who's raising a child because their daughter who got pregnant at 16 wasn't capable of it. It could be the administrator at school if you saw the movie Bully who had to be dumber than a box of rocks and oblivious to what was even going on in her school. It could be the girl or boy in high school that's thinking, yeah, we don't have to worry about protection. If we have a child, we'll just worry about it later. You know, it's, it's everybody that could ultimately be a parent or is a parent 
or you even know somebody is a, who's a parent, I'd like to make this film available for everybody to see. Right. Oh, I even, I even think teachers who aren't parents but have kids in their classroom. I mean, dealing with parents. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, the teachers, they, they're so underpaid and do such an important job. Um, anything that can be a supplement to them, that if it helps them, is, is a good right. thing. Right, right. Yeah, well, I certainly agree that it is one of those um, everybody subjects. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, any myths or facts you'd like to clarify as you, if you, as you did this project? Um, anything that you came across that you want to clarify for listeners? Well, you know, the, the one that I kind of, we had a little back and forth because this woman who's an educator, a child educator in, in, in Minnesota, is so adamant about there are no bad parents. And, you know, in my questioning would be, well, what about this bad parent? What about that bad parent? And she would correct that behavior or that, that quest line of questioning and say, that's not, there are no bad parents. These people just didn't, didn't know. They, 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 they want to love their children. They want to be good at their job. And that's a great approach if you can keep your calm and do it. And so the idea is just try to reach out and be a support. You know, if you're in a, a mall or a supermarket and somebody's child is crying in the shopping cart, don't walk by and make a face with the mother. Do you think that's a good moment for her? Right. Right? It's probably the most miserable part of her day. Um, you know, the person on the airplane who's got the crying baby, the, the lady with three kids or the man with three kids at the mall that's trying to wrangle them in. I mean, people just look at them and they make a face like they could do better. Just try to put yourself in the other person's shoes and think, how can I help them? Maybe they just need a kind word. Maybe they need a, a helping hand. You know, there's got to do something positive. That scornful look doesn't help the situation. Absolutely. Yes. And I couldn't agree more. Yes. Beautiful because, um, well, and too, um, and I, I have a nephew who's um, has Asperger's and another nephew with autism. And, you know, is that is that is increasing. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll see on Facebook or on social media, you know, friends who have family members on the spectrum and say, oh my gosh, you know, my son had a, had a meltdown and, you know, just was falling apart in the store and how um, some people will just be just so incredibly rude about it, not understanding what's going on with this child um, and why this behavior is happening. Um, but yet some people are so incredibly supportive. So, and what a difference it makes in their life when they say, gosh, when somebody just says, can I do anything to help? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's very easy to judge in a negative way. And, you know, I, I, to be honest, if you, if you see the parent not trying, sometimes you roll your eyes, like if they're letting their kids just ravage a store, and you're going, come on, at least reel them in a little bit. Right, here. right. But there may be something else going on you don't know about. And so the first reaction shouldn't be scorn. The first reaction maybe should be compassion. It's like, wow, that's got to be rough. That's, that's not easy to deal with. Right. So how, how did you get funding for this? What, what, is, there, um, is this a government-backed thing? Is this a private-backed thing? Um, yeah. It's actually a sad story in crowdfunding because I, I put it on Kickstarter to raise money the first time, and I raised almost like 80% of what we needed. Kickstarter is all or nothing. And so we didn't get a dime. Oh. But then I put it on this other website called From the Heart. And um, 
all the people that gave on Kickstarter did not come over and re redo their contribution because they thought they already gave. Oh. You know, there was a disconnect. So to be honest, we lost a lot of money on the on license to parent, and that's what motivated me to start a not-for-profit film company where we're not going to rely on crowdfunding. We're going to look for grants and larger contributors because of what our mission is. And we don't want to just make films to put them out there to have an art piece. We want to make a film that then people can do something with, that it's called to action. You know, it's, uh, it's great to see the, um, the penguin and to see how beautiful it is, but I can't save the penguins. But if I can help some parents, if I can help something that's, a, that's an achievable goal and then have action afterwards, those are the kind of films we want to make. And so License the Parent is a, uh, I would call it a lost leader. You know, we did, the idea will be to have everybody see it, and I, I, I want nothing but great success for it. But in terms of crowdfunding, it's tough asking people for $5 and $10. And, you know, people you haven't talked to since college, and you say, yeah, $5 for my son. They look at you like, go away. Right. You know, I'm not giving you $5. Right. Yes. Well, and... Humiliating. Right. Yes. I did a, uh, a GoFundMe recently for for a family um that was struggling and yeah i was i was quite surprised at the uh at the reaction um that i got um in regards to this family like people wanting to know um well i have to know what the name of the family is first to deem if they're worthy and i thought what <laughs> what yeah yeah go find me is a little different than i mean you know because i can't go on there as a a film director and, and cry a sob story for me personally and ask me to support it. So I would rather go to larger organizations or there are people out there that are, are well off that would look at this film and go, wow, I like what they did and I'd like to be a part of that. I, I can get a tax write-off for it and I can also get involved. It's easier for that person than to go after all the, the $1 and $5 people, which on GoFundMe can be huge right. because there's some, there's some great stories on there of people that really need help. Um, and it would be harder to sell that for, for something like this. Right. Um, this is a bigger cause that, you know, sure. I would love people to get involved with. Um, and so we can make a difference. Yes, absolutely. Well, and then when you brought up like the grants, I mean, right. When you, when you have something along this line, that's going to impact not just families, not just children, not just parents, but society as a whole. Um, yeah, huge as far as I would think being able to at least tap into some grant money. Um, well, but, but we're hopeful and uh, we're going to give it our best shot. But either way, the film's getting out there. It's not sitting on a shelf going, gosh, if I only could make back this money. It's going, you know, that's the beauty of the internet. You can promote it and put it out there and make it available and then you just hope it goes viral. And sure. And everybody goes, wow, I want to watch that film. That's a great film. Right. Very cool. So, what else? What else is on your um, agenda for well, for films? I started this company called Move the World Films, um, and and the website for that is movetheworldfilms.org. Okay. And what my dad, when I was growing up, used to always talk to me about this uh, Archimedes, the character, the Greek uh, god, or uh, Archimedes. He wasn't a god, but he was the guy that said, "Give me a lever long enough." and a fulcrum on which to place it, and I shall move the world. And he used to say that to me all the time. Yes. And so I thought of, well, what about a film company? And our goal is to move the world one film at a time. And so that's, I started the company. We're in the process of getting our nonprofit status 
finalized. And, um, you know, it's a lot of work to do that. And hopefully it all, all goes smoothly. And I, I really think this is something that can make a difference. So yeah. I'm uh, giving, giving it my best shot. I love it. I love, I love the idea, right, of moving it just, um, yeah, just one film at a time, one person at a time, one family at a time. It's beautiful. Very cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so if, is there a way for people, if, if someone is, does want to be on board and support this, is there, is there a link on your website or either website that they can do so or follow? Absolutely. If they go to movetheworldfilms.org and there's a way to, to contribute on there, there's a way to sign up to, to, to see our blogs that we're putting on there. Um, eventually there will be a way for them to, um, see the film on here. We're going to make it available on the website. Um, and there's also a newsletter you can sign up for, and then we can tell you that the film is available. So you can just go on the website and sign up for that. And, you know, I just want people to, to check us out and, and see what we're doing, and, um, you know, I hope they believe in it as much as we do. Absolutely. That's, that's, I mean, I just think it's a phenomenal project, and again, you know, very powerful when I watch the trailer. Um, yeah. So... Any other things that you want to touch on, talk about, that you feel that you want you know, our audience to, to hear about what it is you do and your message and your mission? Well, I, I hope they'll check it out. And, and the cool thing is if, if, if everybody listening just signs up for the newsletter, I'm not going to spam you with anything. You're not going to get grocery <laughs> coupons or anything. Right. Uh, but, but we can tell you when the movie's coming out. We'll tell you when a new blog uh, comes out. And it's just a way of staying in touch. Um, and I would hope that people would, would check it out because if you're a parent or want to be a parent someday, be open-minded. Um, our next film, I, I can't really say too much about just, you know, it, 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 on a, in a surface thing, it's about communication between people and how that art is going away. Um, and it's so in a way it ties into parenting. Um, but just, you know, see what we're doing and, and we'd love to, We'd love to have you involved with us. We love ideas. Anything, anything you have going on. You know, we have a Facebook page. Oh, that good. I was just going to ask. On. Okay, good. Yeah. So social so. media is, uh, is so they can find you on Facebook um, and follow you there as well. Is that is that under um, Move the World or? If you is do it... license to parent, it's under both. We have a page for both. But if you did Move the World Films, I think it would bring it up on there. Facebook is, you know. I'm not going to make any jokes about Facebook, but there's, <laughs> it's, it's a great medium, and hopefully people uh, can find us on there. But they, to give out the, I'm just curious what that is because I've never, I've never actually typed it in. You know, I just go there and I have it listed on my my page. So when I go to Move the World Films, it's uh, Facebook.com/forward/slash/MoveTheWorldFilms. Okay. So that, right. it, was, it should come up automatically. Yeah, I have a. It just made me laugh because I have, we have a therapy dog that we visit schools. She's a registered therapy dog, and so she, um, we had written a little children's book about her, and it was it's called the Doodle with the Noodle, um, because she's a Labradoodle and she loves running around the yard with pool noodles. And so when we did the Facebook page, I had the same thing. Like somebody asked me, and I was like, Oh, I don't know what I put that under. Did I put it under Doodle with the Noodle? Like it was always just there on my page and I couldn't remember what, so I had to log in and figure out what it was. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like it's like having a cell phone and knowing your kid's phone number. Right. With next to their name, but if I had to write it on a piece of paper, I'm not going to reach them. Right. Okay, so. Yeah, in a and moment of panic, thing. it's like, oh, they're on speed dial too. I don't know. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Well, it has been wonderful having you on air. Very informative. Um, I love what you're doing. I love the mission. I will definitely go in and sign up for the newsletter um, and keep an eye out for the film. So. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. You've been great, and uh, I, I really do appreciate the time. Thank okay. You. Well, thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for being here today and joining us for this extremely informative podcast. And we will be back in two weeks with some amazing guests coming up over the next couple of uh, months, actually. I have quite a few lined up uh, through the summer. And until then, be gentle with yourselves and have a wonderful couple of weeks. Thanks. Bye-bye.